What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. And going from struggle to flow brings us to our topic today. You can go from struggle to flow, but what you can't do is go back. There is no going back. And like many of my shows, which is just me talking myself off a ledge, (laughs) this topic hits home for me because I want to go back. I think about it all the time. I want to go back to my youth, back to a specific time, back to a favorite memory, back to my place, back to what I used to know, what makes me feel normal, what I used to cherish, what I had grown to love what I had worked so hard for up until. And sure, this has to do with struggling to deal with impermanence, but it also has to deal with the closing of doors. And I'm sometimes afraid to start new things because of this. Because I know once I do, it's a lifetime commitment. It cannot be undone. I cannot go back. There isn't a way to go back once it's in motion. Almost as if innocence has been stripped and you cannot unsee what has been seen. You can't go back from that. So I try to close my eyes and willingly keep myself blind from what could disturb it from what could then from what has been seen what could then force me to take responsibility for it and a lot of times what we want to go back from is our responsibilities our responsibilities that we adopt that we wish we could pick up and drop like exercise I remember the first time I did a 90-day program. It was P90X, and it was such a hyped thing. All my friends, they talked about, P90X, you got to, it's this crazy program. You, you got to take some shots, some, in, some injections before you can even do this program. And they hyped it up, and this was back in like 2011. I did the program 10 times since then and many other exercise programs. But the point is, My approach to it was, oh, it's a 90-day program. I can go back to the way I used to live once the 90-day program is done. I'll do this for 90 days. I'll look in the mirror and I'll have all my goals accomplished. And then I can go back to the way that I used to be. And there's no going back. It's a lifestyle. There isn't a way to have what I gained And it wasn't as much as I wanted it to be in 90 days, but there was no way to hold on to that and improve on it if I didn't adjust who I was. And that meant letting who I used to be stay in the past. I couldn't bring those habits 
that routine, that lack of commitment of who I used to be before I started exercising. I couldn't return back to that and say, okay, um, I'm good now. The work I put in is enough for the rest of my lifetime. A lot of things in life like this, once you start them, you have to identify with them. It has to shift you from who you used to be. Like when you, when you start a family, when you decide that you're going to take responsibility for a family, when you get married and you say your vows, if you take them seriously, there's no going back. Once you have kids, there's no going back. Once you decide that you're going to be a caretaker for your elderly parents, there isn't, a going, there isn't going back. There isn't a way to go back from where you are and that adopted responsibility back to a, a carefree place where that responsibility didn't exist. That means who you used to be doesn't exist. Just growing up in general, I mean, once you start earning and providing and take responsibility for yourself, you can't ever really go back to a time where you get a break from that. No matter how much you want to delude yourself and lean on other people or the government, you can't escape the responsibility for making your life what it must be. Earning what comes from your effort and skill and the development of that. Sure, your loved ones, your family, people that care about you can step in at times when you're transitioning from one place to another or you're having a downturn in your career. And they can make you feel less alone because they're there to help you carry some of that burden. They're there. But as a grown adult, you are required to provide for yourself. Not being able to provide for yourself is not a door you can walk back into. There's no going back. And sometimes I'm sick to my stomach thinking about the carefree attitude of my youth or youth in general. I mean, I grew up fast. I wanted to adopt responsibility. I started working when I was 16 full-time and then went to school full-time. I grew up fast, but there was something about youth and the unlimited possibilities and the plenty of time ahead to figure it out that just provided ease. I wish I could go back. Ease that I don't have at 33 years old. Feeling like now, instead of having all that time ahead, that I should have already had it figured out. Man, I wish I could walk back into that door. Why did we want to grow up so fast? If you start a business, you take a job, you now become responsible to people. You're responsible to your customers, your clients, your staff, your peers. Once you have assumed a responsibility, there isn't a break from it unless you drastically pivot or you fold. 
in which case there's a ripple effect in your life and all the people that depended on you. Your responsibilities and your duty to them or to yourself can't go on vacation. It can't go on hiatus. You can't sleep in for the day. And that's sometimes I try to sleep in while I can. Delaying that acceptance of responsibility for another day. Again, keeping me from starting. Because once I start, there's no going back. There's no sleeping in. So let me sleep in while I can. And it's not, again, with exercise, it's not ultimately that you can't go back. But you can't go back and hold on to what you gained on the other side. So you have to decide, is the gain worth it? And be okay with letting who you used to be stay in the past because of what, who are you, you're becoming and what you have gained from some of what you've become is worth the sacrifice, the trade-off of who you used to be. You can't hold on to all of those things on the other side that you have gained. Your greatness, your fitness, your understanding, your wisdom. You can't hold on to that on the other side if you don't actively continue to make it a part of your life, if it doesn't occupy your mental space, your, your essence, it has to be something that becomes you, a lifestyle that you accept, or these things are perishable. The skills, your qualities, your values even, if you don't exercise them, if you don't have situations you're put in to test your principles and your morals and your values, and everything that you believe, your fitness, everything is a muscle. And the less you put yourself in situations to test those, they perish. So you can't go back to who you used to be that didn't test those things. Or they will perish. So once you cross that bridge, you should burn it behind you. You can't have plan B's back to comfort or familiar. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. Can't steal second base and keep your foot on first. Once you've committed, you have to see it through full force. And sure, I feel this wanting to cling onto the beauty and the comfort that that youth, that old reality provided. That ease, that lightness, that not having responsibility gives you. I want to cling onto that comfort. But it is required to be burnt away, to make space for the new. You can't get your gifts from God when both of your hands are full. You must make space for what is to replace it. 
you can't go back for it once you have moved past it. And we all want to. We all want to grab the new bone and then grab the other bone that we just dropped, bone and mouth disease. But you have to let go of the one that you held on to so you can pick up the new one. And then along the way, you'll have to make that decision again. There's much to be gained and levels you must advance through. And the gains, again, you have to decide, do they outweigh what you leave behind? And a lot of times, what you leave behind and this hiding from adopting this responsibility is keeping a part of you asleep. So what you gain isn't just what you gain directly from the exact responsibility. It's just from taking responsibilities in general and the meaning it adds to your life. Because what, what meaning is there in the ability to sleep in whenever you want to? If you stayed young forever, never grew up. So you have to look at life like a submarine, for example, that has compartments and I get this visual from a sales training, the Sandler system, where, where essentially th through a sales process, you're supposed to go through, you're supposed to go through each section of the submarine. And if you have negotiated it well enough, you never have to go back into the parts that you have passed. So you start off with bonding and rapport, you do an upfront contract, and not to get into the details of it, and then you do some, you extract some pain, you talk about the budget, you ask for a decision, you go on to fulfillment. And when you're asking for a decision, a lot of times people want to go back to pain or they want to go back to different parts of the compartments that you should have already passed through if you negotiated them properly. You don't want to go back to having a budget conversation when you're already in the decision phase or the fulfillment phase or past the sell phase. You just want to make sure that you're negotiating each part that you have moved past. You don't want to go back and renegotiate parts that you have moved past. The goal here is to move through each part and gain sufficient output so that it doesn't require a revisit. Because these compartments are flooding. You have to imagine that the submarine has a leak. And from the beginning to the end, once you close the compartment and you shut that door, you can't go back to it because that compartment is flooded. So if you find yourself having to go back, you risk a lot. You risk drowning and not finding your forward progress again. But more importantly, just having to go back tells you that you have failed in your process and in ensuring that each compartment was carefully addressed before moving past it. And this is the tangent to life. We have to make sure each compartment, we get out as much as we can and we shouldn't have to look back and turn back and go back on that bridge. 
it doesn't deprive you of a life, but you should have this sense of urgency. Like there is a leak and you want to try to get as much out of each compartment. It forces you to have this sense of urgency and makes the stakes a bit higher so you can advance at a healthy pace so you can experience life and have the time to enjoy the fruits of your labor. You are competing with a leak. You are competing with this compartment soon to be underwater. Because at a certain point, staying somewhere longer than you should, where you should have already squeezed the juice and gotten everything out of it, is like holding your breath. Suffocating you so that you can feel the discomfort enough to seek higher ground, to seek oxygen so you can breathe. Moving you along. Life moves you along. Not for us to go back. And trust me, you don't want to go back. As sweet as those memories are, you don't want to go back. The scars, the wrinkles, which in turn is wisdom, accrued over time is worth the trade-off for the carelessness of youth. It's worth the trade-off. It doesn't feel like it all the time. But you defined You as a defined individual is above you as an undefined individual. At least it's closer to something formed. Sure, the youth unformed you was rich in its potential. But the formed you now is rich in its realization. A blank slate or a slab of clay can be anything. And there's beauty in that potentiality. But a structure, a monument, a statue has no comparison. It's actually closer to actualizing what started from nothing. In the mind of an artist. It's immortalized beauty. It's not just a memory. So trust me, you don't want to go back. As sweet as that memory is, it's not the same as it is in your memory. It wasn't the same when you went through it. The bad times fade and the good times adhere themselves to your, to your memory. It wouldn't be the same the second time around if you were able to go back, if there was a time machine. You really don't want to go back to them and relive those things. Most of life A lot of things in life are only supposed to be experienced once in its entirety, in its full scope, just once. It's why we should try to live as much as we can in the present moment, because it will never be the same set of circumstances again. Every day is unicorn time. And you wouldn't appreciate these same set of circumstances again The second time around, you would have expectations that would drown it down anyway, that would drown it out anyway. You you just, you physically are not as alive the second time around. It's why we like to go on vacations. We come alive and notice more and sense more. And more of us comes to life 
physically, mentally, our life essence is muted by the mundane of every day, by the familiar. It's also why most accidents happen within two miles of your house. You replace what is in front of you with the mental map of what you have navigated a hundred times and your autopilot tends to take you home without noticing that slight variation on that one, one day that causes that accident. You just are not as alive doing the same things over and over again. We are meant to keep it moving. No two tide breaks the same ever. The best things in life constantly unpeel and reveal depths in them not originally seen. We are constantly supposed to be finding the new and keep it moving and find deeper and deeper perceptions and perspectives into everyday things or else you would get bored, master it and move on. We are not designed to revisit. So embrace the point of no return. Myself, my friends, embrace the point of no return. Much of life is created through the consequence of inflection points. Usually at these times when we look up at the sky and say, God, why? Why me? Why now? Why? And the rest of this journey is blind to you at this point, so you can understand the dramatic response. But most of the times, these inflection points, as painful as they may be, tend to invite beginnings to things you secretly desire, but won't take the steps towards. That slow leak helps you out. And isn't what you want worth giving up what you have now? Everything must be replaced by the new. And at the end of the day, doors will close whether you like them to or not, whether you choose or not. You don't get a choice in the fact that they must close that you must sacrifice, that you must sacrifice the limitless possibilities for the limited that are now available to you. That form starts to take shape regardless of you taking responsibility for it. It starts to harden and constrict with time regardless. What you can choose is which sacrifice to make which form to take, which doors to close, and which ones to pursue, and which ones you're glad you can't go back to, and which ones you closed willingly after having extracted as much as you could from them. And that knowing can help you manage the grasping and the clinging in the future. It is your choice. Choose wisely. Embrace the point of no return. When you make a vow, you aren't supposed to be able to go back if you take them seriously. If you have an escape route, if you had an ability to go back, if you had a plan B, 
there will not be enough heat generated in the chamber for you and for that change inside of you to be catalyzed. That heat is required. The inability to go back to ease is required when you make a vow. Your maturation and your development of wisdom require a certain, certain degree, certain amount of heat of suffering. And if you have an out, the suffering is, is escapable. You can run from it. And then you run from who you are supposed to become, the change you are supposed to manifest. You must shackle yourselves to your problems. So the only way out is through. I don't think this feeling ever goes away, the wanting to go back. Maybe it's not meant to go away. Because we derive joy from the old times, all oh, the sweet old days. Just remember that even those days when you were in them, you probably weren't fully present in the present. Thinking either about your life now or even older times than that then. Just don't let today be another day you wish you can come back to. Live today. Live today. Get as much out of it as you can today. And welcome tomorrow. Because there's no going back. I love you all. Eyes ahead.